everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite actors. I, I love this guy. He's been in a whole lot of stuff and everybody including will know police him. Police reports. Yeah, including <laughs> police reports. Hey, he's had his time. You know. he's gotta, he's Didn't gotta... his agent have to catch him with like a butterfly net back in the 80s? Okay, okay, you can't prove that. Yeah, so. yeah. allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. So who are we talking about today? We're talking about Mr. Robert Downey Jr. A.K.A. R.D.J. You know you've reached fame when people initial you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Mr. Robert Downey Jr., he you know started out his career in just small little <clears throat> you know side parts, small parts you never would have yeah. probably known he was going to be. I always say this, and, and I know I may bust up maybe a person's favorite film or something when we get to that point but if you watched him in weird science and you had a time machine and said listen you're going to be iron man you are going to be <laughs> the pinnacle of a movie franchise yes that's not even going to get just contain you yes <laughs> several other actors <laughs> and the most paid out of yep. that Ex- series. yes yep. exactly you and you will be the highest paid out of that he'd be like shut up shut up get out of here i'm trying to do my scene yeah <laughs> I gotta go hit on this computer-generated genie real quick. (laughs) I need to do some more blow before I even hear this. (laughs) So, let's get into it. Uh, Favorite Robert Downey movies. What what you got? What you guys got? I'll let you two go first. No, uh uh-uh. Nope, I'm not going first because I always steal someone's favorite, so no. Oh, no. Nope. All right, I'll go first. Yeah. All right. How about that? So, my favorite is one that was kind of happened at the middle of his career, I'll call it. So, not... The beginning, not where he is now, but um, it was uh, Chaplin. Before he got killed. Damn it! Was it really? No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? No. It's a good movie, but I didn't think it'd be your style. But uh, he portrayed probably a I'm sorry, what movie was it? Chaplin. The oh, okay. story about Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never you know, seen it. The famous silent movie. Oh, I know who okay. Charlie Chaplin is. I just want to make sure. <laughs> that is a guy. <laughs> I've never seen any of his movies, but I know he existed. Basically, the only other famous person that could pull off the Hitler stash. Yeah. <laughs> without offending I'm assuming someone. Exactly, the other one. yeah, without offending someone. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was going to say, I'm assuming the other one was actual Hitler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he did He did a phenomenal job portraying him. Uh, just, I think I read about it that he did a lot of the own his own physical comedy with it. So, Charlie Chaplin was, he was silent movies, <clears throat> stuff like that, but he was, it was more comedy. And because of his physical movements and humor kind of like how Chevy Chase was at the beginning of the Saturday Night Live like yeah. just hurting himself or pretending to hurt himself or falling over uh, he's well known for doing the actual Charlie Chaplin character is well known for doing the best drunk drunk act <clears throat> somebody saw like just a drunken guy that doesn't speak and he became um, uh, what was uh, the tramp was what his character was known as mm. and so just he did a phenomenal job in that movie I think that came out in like early '90s. I can't remember right this second. I want to say maybe '93 or '94, but I don't know. Could be wrong. Didn't he in that movie like marry his cousin or something like that? No, just an underage girl. Oh, that's so right. that's he, he had a proclivity so, yeah. for marrying and getting with underage girls. That so he's a, the original Ezra Miller. Uh, he wasn't grooming them. He was oh. just... Yeah. <laughs> he was just... Uh, you know, he wasn't a cultist. He was, 1992, by the way. 92, okay. But yeah, no, he he just had a thing for young girls, I guess. So... All right. How old are you, honey? 15? 18? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, family guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
So that that's that's one of my favorites. I mean, I like all this stuff, but I would say as far as his performance, you know, because he started out as comedy, kind of got more serious later on, but he kind of combined both in that one, and you really saw a kind of change in like his character style, the way he acted and stuff, and I thought it was good. Nice. Um, I don't want Gavin to steal my movie, so I'm going to go next. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Eh, yeah, I like that movie. Uh, yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was RDJ's performance or Val Kilmer's performance, but I just love the both of them being comedic duos in that movie. And I to this day, I haven't seen it in years, but I still remember the line where Val Kilmer says, you know what you'd see if you looked up the definition of idiot in the dictionary? Robert Downey Jr. goes, what, a picture of me? He's like, no, the definition of idiot. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> But um, that movie is just comedic gold. I love that oh, yeah. movie. Um, and don't get me wrong, I do like a lot of his movies, but Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is the when we decided on this topic you know, a couple weeks ago. That was the first movie that popped into my head. I genuinely love that movie. Now I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? <laughs> no, watching it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start out with a little Kiss Kiss and then go to the Bang Bang. <laughs> Take the bang bang later. Talking about shrimp here, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. sure we're all going to the bar after this, so that's not happening. What? <laughs> no. So, what about you, Mister? Um, well, mine would would be uh, U.S. Marshals. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I and and it was I liked it because you know he he kind of played the lovable or not really lovable, but you you know you kind of started liking him throughout the movie mm-hmm. um, as the additional character and kind of like. Um, him and uh, damn, what's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is um, his name? <laughs> they kind of, you know, start bonding a little bit, and then he turns out to be the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then all of a sudden, everything turns on a dime. You're like, wait up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like that one. Um, and I mean, I, I just think that's that's a good movie in general. You know, you had some really big names in there. You had Tommy Lee Jones. You had Wesley Snipes. Um. So yeah, it was. Uh, I like I like that movie. Good. No, it's very good, man. Yeah, it's a good movie. And like I said, it's a. Uh, you know, I know I said he started out as comedy, and he still does comedic stuff now. <clears throat> but probably, in my opinion, one of the funniest things he's ever done was his role in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> well, white guy playing a black guy, <clears throat> pretending to be a white guy. <laughs> I'm the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Yeah. <laughs> Never go full tart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Tropic Thunder, Tom Cruise just recently did an interview where he said, I would love to play Les Grossman again. That would be cool. Right? <laughs> I don't see anybody in that movie not wanting to replay that character, those characters again. Right? <clears throat> But, but less gross. I remember in the theater watching that, and me and my friends were like, "Is that, is that Tom Cruise?" And then he just picks up the phone. He's like, "Who am I speaking to?" This is Wailing Dragon or whatever it is. He's like, "Flaming Dragon." Take a step back and fuck your own face. Yeah. And then he hangs up. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" All right. <laughs> then Matthew McConaughey. We have Speedman. <clears throat> yeah. Um, wasn't it? Um. Uh, the MTV Music Awards or something like that that he went out and played Les Grossman on stage like introducing something yeah <laughs> now go to the parties and claim all the all the fame for yourself that's right I would never it. I would never do that's it's okay it's okay the movie came out in 2008 and I remember like part of the line was why are we trying to defend a guy that was hottest guy of the year in 1998 no one cares about him anymore <laughs> well even like the the previews for the movies 
like because you know they're trying to introduce the the big name actors that are in you know that are in the movie they're filming mm-hmm. and he was it was him and toby mcguire in the uh um uh, satan's alley or something like that oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was two priests that fell in love with each other oh just, yeah like see the awkward holding hands <laughs> like <gasps> just the looks in their faces yeah, and eyes. Exactly. Like, oh, just see the pure lust. <laughs> I remember he was um, doing an interview. I think it was on a red carpet for Tropic Thunder. And he's like, let's just hope this doesn't um, undo all the great fame that Iron Man has brought. Because it was right after Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went from doing Iron Man to Tropic Thunder with, I think, yeah, he did Blackface. <laughs> yep. And he's. I think he's the only person to not get an actual, you know. Oh, no, he has. People oh. have come back now, which is the dumbest fucking thing. It's like it's we want to get fourteen years exactly. <laughs> we want to get RDJ canceled because he did blackface in a movie way Four- back, way back in the day. <laughs> like no, it wasn't cool then, but it's not cool now. Uh, okay, well it happened, and <laughs> it was cool then. It was funny, and the movie may- talked about how you know how stupid it was that he did that. Like you know how controversial it was. So they brought it up. That it was a controversial fact. <laughs> it's yep. like you want to be less no- grossman then and be like, take a step yeah. back, fuck, and your, fuck own your own face. face. <laughs> we ain't can- stop canceling people, man. <laughs> so, I thought I thought that was great. Actually, the first time because I never I saw the movie like after it came out. Like I didn't really see the trailer for it. It, it didn't, didn't get good reviews like when it first hit, but I think like it's gotten it's gotten more traction after it's. Yeah. You know, more people have like sat down and actually watched it and appreciate it for what it is, not what you know they thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I just remember I, I when I saw it, I think it was like out on video at the time. You know, it came out later. Like I saw it way later, and even though for some reason not a lot of people talked about it, like people that I knew, and these are all people that were heavily in the movies. So when I actually sat down and watched it, I didn't know what it was about. I just heard a couple people say, "Oh, it's a cool movie." I didn't know who was in it. And then I start watching it. It took me a little bit because I didn't know he was in it. And yeah. then I saw it. I'm like, yeah. "Oh shit, that's Robert Downey Jr." Yeah. <laughs> so I thought he played that pretty good. Yes, he did. <laughs> when he when he's trying to get the map, hey, hey man, you know, uh, you looking real good. Like you know, when it, when when Sylvester Stallone came in for Rambo one and came back Rambo two, he's all ripped. You know, hey, hey man, you got any tips or anything? Well, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Give me that goddamn map." <laughs> 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 I just remember him and Ben, ben Siller. Um, he went, "What do you mean, you people?" He said, "What do you mean, you people?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> Man, that's a theme song from the Jeffersons. Just because it's a theme song, don't make it not true. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I had to be in this movie because they had one part for a black man. They gave it to Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, won't you pickle him? He's a national treasure. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dingo ate your baby. That's a true story, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> they did give him some of the best lines. Yes, yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Tropic Thunder, but I, I remember kind of going back a little bit is, you know, when he first started out, he was doing, you know, again, side parts. Like, he was always, and sometimes not even, like, a sidekick part, like, in the background type yeah. parts. Like, in Weird Science, he wasn't a big person in that he movie. He was just like the bully. <clears throat> yeah, he's one I of the bullies. I thought he was the co-star. Kids. I've only seen the television show. I don't think I've ever seen the actual movie. Really? Yeah. I think you just hurt some hearts here. Oh, shocker. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but I weird think that's a stick of the show. Yeah, but weird science though? I've seen the show, just not the movie. Alright, well, 
My heart's already fragile right yeah. now, Patrick, and you just had to do that. And he doesn't want to talk about it. And I don't yeah. want to talk about it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but he did those parts, and then he, like, in Back to School, you know, he played. Yeah, because he was friend, the, you know? right, he was the roommate. <clears throat> Derek. He's with like, the, he's with the purple to, hair. Yeah, he's trying to cheer him up. He lays down on the ground. He's just like humping him. He's yeah. like, oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield's like, Derek, get up. You look like the poster yeah. boy for birth control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, he started out doing those. And then in the 80s, like later on in the 80s, meaning like 85, 86, <clears throat> he started getting a little bit more into it. I remember in 1986, he became a cast member on SNL. Shut really? up, really? It was so they were restructuring that. SNL after a while, like after the first X amount of years, and they just couldn't get the formula right. So basically, after well, the Lauren first, Michaels left after like season three, and then it went to garbage for a couple until he came back. Yeah, so that's one reason why they brought him back. So after they kept on restructuring like each year, so if you notice, like from like 80 to 84, 85, they never really kept long term cast members. Like mm-hmm. you didn't see some maybe a couple seasons unless they were a main main person. And then they said, you know what? We're going to restructure 1986. And they're like, let's bring in actual actors. Because before that, nobody was known. Yeah. That's why they used to be called not ready for primetime players. That's what they called their cast. And because okay. nobody ever knew Dan Aykroyd or Evan Leslie went to the comedy clubs and stuff on like, you know, SC, you know, uh, right. uh, Second City in Chicago or, you know. And nowadays, if you're a comedian and you make it on SNL, that's a huge break for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and that's what it is. It became known as, like, that was the breakthrough place. Like, mm. every, once SNL came out and people started seeing, oh, a few years later, they're going in movies. Yeah. They were like, oh, please. Like, Eddie Murphy had to, like, beg them to get on the show. I read about that. He's like, he kept sending them letters and audition tapes. And finally, they said, all right, you know, we'll give you a shot. Uh, but in 1986, he said, let's use people who have been in movies before that are kind of established. So they had, and it was a weird grouping. It was like Anthony Michael Hall, uh, Robert Downey Jr., um, who the hell? There was like five or six of those people on there, but it was like just they weren't really comedian comedians, you know. They were they did funny parts, yeah. in movies, <clears throat> and could, it just didn't work. So they could deliver a line, but they couldn't <clears throat> deliver the the effect. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> the same. And yeah, so I remember they did a thing like after the first season. I don't think any of them, except for maybe one person, lasted. And what they did was, I think, if I remember correctly, like the last season or the last episode of the season they had him like a explosive go off in this room like if, as part of the skit and that basically saying they were all killed off <laughs> i'm looking up the um the cast of the 1985 1986 i think it's some, 80 i think it's certain 86. It's, it's 85 to 86 That's Is it? What, yeah but joan cusack yeah anthony michael hall john lovitz yeah. dennis miller randy quaid al franken that I do remember. Randy Quaid. Uh, Damon Waynes and RDJ. Yeah. That's, that's an all-star cast. But on, back then, they... <laughs> they were no one. Yeah. I yeah. think the only two that stayed after that was... Dennis Al Franken. Miller and Al Franken. Yeah. I, I think that's really all I, that stayed. Damon Waynes. I'm, I'm shocked at that name being on this list. Yeah, he started that before and then they did that and then and obviously they made Little Color. color. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that was family-based, so he was guaranteed a spot on that one. Yeah, I mean, he killed the roles in there, but oh yeah, I mean that. that <laughs> Once again, we were just talking. Jim, <laughs> that introduced us to Jim Carrey. Yeah, that was his first role, <laughs> yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about this before we turned on the microphones, but um, we're going to do an episode on the Wade's family. Mm-hmm. The oh yeah, entire family is just comedic gold for the most yeah. part. 
Marlon and Sean need a little bit of work, but the rest of the family. Keenan Ivory, uh, Damon Waynes, Damon Waynes Jr. I uh, can imagine their family reunions being more like business meetings. All right, now, yeah, so exactly. you have not met your quota. Yeah. yeah. You've only brought in $20 million this year. How many movies you done this year? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Do I, I have to hire you again right. in one of my films just so you can make some money? <laughs> I ain't passing you to ham, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that meme I saw on Facebook um, <clears throat> where uh, Eli and Peyton Manning were at Thanksgiving, and then the mom says, hey, um... Eli, can you pass me the salt? And Dad goes, well, let Peyton do it. <laughs> let Peyton do it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, go just back to the RDJ. So after he did that, they were he was only on it for a year. Yeah, like most of them were only on it for one year. After that, then he started getting into more where he was getting lead roles <clears throat> or second lead roles, where he did uh, like the pickup artist. Chances are, stuff like that. So the pickup artist was uh, Molly Ringwald. Hmm. Uh, chances are it was with Sybil Shepherd, I believe. Um, Sounds right. I'm not 100 percent sure. So, you know, then he started doing that, and then he was obviously started getting into trouble. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I read. Yeah. Well, apparently, I, I saw that thing. Uh, what's it inside the actor studio? They had him on there on one of the episodes, and he was talking about. It. And I've read a lot about him too, and he he was been drinking and doing drugs since he was a little kid. Oh, like at his house with his father. So his father was a director. And he actually got his first role playing, I believe, playing a dog in one of his dad's films. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, But he said, you know, his father let him do it. And so he This was is like, what we do in Hollywood, son. Yep. Exactly. Do the rail. <laughs> yep. I think Chase that, that dragon. I think, at that, <laughs> I think at that time it was more like just pot and, and but drinking and stuff. Drinking and pot. But, you know, yeah. when you're like when you're 10 like years 10, old. Yeah, 13, yeah. you know. Not the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, he always had, and he talked about it, he's had addiction problems for a long time. And then... Then he got clean just before Iron Man, I think. It was like his first role after getting clean, I think. No, I think it was before that, because he started, you know, with the, um, with um, Sherlock Holmes. Wasn't that before, or? I don't think Sherlock Holmes was before That's, that. Okay. I, th- I don't Sherlock think... Holmes came out in 2009. Yeah, so it was a year after. Yeah, Iron, okay. Man. Iron Man came out in 2007 so I, I think he had, like, his that. final arrest or something, like, not that long before Iron Man came out. I think it was early 2000s. Yeah, well, he had a long stretch where he was constantly getting back and forth with the law. And then that's why even John Favreau said, you know, he knew Robert Downey Jr. He's like, I I could picture him being Tony Stark. And he's like, Tony Stark was an alcoholic. Like, in the comics, Tony Stark was a heavy alcoholic. Yeah. And he's like, I hate to say it, but it seemed to be a good match. And he's like, but, you know, he'd gotten clean. He's like, he just felt he could do the role and, um, you know, he'd, he'd do it well. And he's like, I just, I wanted to give him another, you know, I wanted to let the world see what he could do again, like right. really do. And I mean, damned if he didn't do it. And, you know, now he's, from what they all say, you know, he's clean and sober and he, everything. And He is <laughs> definitely the poster child for don't let your mistakes define you. Yes. Yeah. Well, now he does all this, like, charity work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He runs his farm, but he's got a, what are those things called? Uh, they're, they're like llamas, but... Uh, emus. Al- emus. No, not emu. Like uh, alpaca. Alpaca. Yeah. Ah, watch out, they spit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but he's yeah, he was on you know a couple shows and he talked about it. But that inside the actor studio was a great episode to watch because he really delved deep into what he does, like mm-hmm. how what he went through and all that stuff. And it was a really interesting story. Hmm. And I think also one of the other things that helped him later on was when he did he played, I want to say a psychiatrist in Ally McBeal, the TV show. Huh. 
He was like, I don't think he was in there forever, but he he played a good, and I guess he got like nominated for a bunch of awards for it. And that's kind of what got him slowly back into it. But like, you know, Chaplin helped him out. Um, He did that silly comedy with Mel Mel Gibson, um, Air America. I don't think I've seen that. It's on my list, but I've never even heard of that movie. Oh, it's there. It's a movie. (laughs) It is a movie. (laughs) But once he did that, I mean, he had a good run. Like he, he did the Iron Man character for so long. And then he, you know, he was doing Sherlock Holmes at the same time. You know, yeah. was, <clears throat> so he Sherlock had a Holmes franchise. is a really good movie. Oh, I know, I liked them. I really well, once the again he he's typecasted the into the drug addicted alcoholic, which yeah. Sherlock Holmes was. Yeah, but he was a really smart drug addicted alcoholic. Yeah. Imagine how many crimes he could have solved without drinking yeah. and being on opium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to know that world. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No one would get away with anything. <laughs> Patrick, we're going to arrest you. Why? Because of what you may, may do. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sherlock Holmes, goddammit. Yeah. I know exactly what you're going to do. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> well, what I really liked about that Sherlock Holmes is the way they portrayed him. Like, you know, you always... Because all previous ones were either, you know, from the books or, you know, they did like... I'm not going to say big, big movies. Almost like made-for-TV type movies mm. back then. <clears throat> and it was always just... You know, elementary, and, you know, we saw this, and he's very stiff, but the way they portrayed this one, like, he was getting into those, like, fight club things, yeah. and I liked the way they portrayed how his thought process went. Cause you well, would that actually, was they... straight from the books, I believe. Okay. Um, and I've I only, didn't read many of the books. I've so. only read one of them. <clears throat> um, it's the most famous one, The Dog Didn't Bark. I can't yeah. remember the name at the moment. Um, but I think that's straight from the book. Like, he was just... a. A pugilist, I think they said, but yeah. he was a drug addicted alcoholic pugilist who just happens to notice literally everything. Yeah, but like when he's even in the fights, like or when he's doing, he deduces mm. everything. But I like how they showed visually how he's thinking of yeah. it in his mind. Like, yeah, I like how they slowed it down and like they were this. going through it slow motion, oh, yeah, yeah. and then That's they're like, "All right, about. go!" And then, <laughs> doosh, doosh. Yeah, he's gonna come at me like this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Yep. I'm gonna do this. So I, I really liked how they did Further the thought injury. process. <laughs> now finish fight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And what was it? Was it Jude Law? That yep. yeah 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 that was um, that was Watson. So I, th- I thought they did pretty well I think together. The first one was a great move. The second <laughs> one, I liked how they introduced Moriarty, but they really didn't go there um, that far with it. I was hoping for a third movie, but they scrapped that like two months after the what was the second sequel called? Well, I think it's probably because you know Iron Man was going or the MCU was taking off so much, and he was going to have to do so much work there. Yeah. And then didn't he like do do uh, I didn't even I haven't even seen it uh, Doolittle? Yeah, that got panned back. That was I've seen it. It's a bad movie. Just <laughs> just remember the Eddie Murphy version. Yeah, that movie's great. Doolittle with RDJ is just a bad fucking movie. It's not, just bad. It's not goddamn delightful. It's it bad. is not. <laughs> um. So uh, you just brought it up that he was in MCU and he's been in <coughs> almost every movie um, for the MCU. What is your favorite MCU movie that he was in? Because mine is Civil War. I think he did a great Tony Stark because he was kind of flipping the script. He was no longer a philanthropist. Um, he was more we have to protect people and we have to. Do... It was kind of flipping the script, and I thought he played it very well. Yeah. Um. So, what are your guys' favorite? Uh, portrayal of Iron Man in those movies. I kind of like him with his uh, relationship uh, with Spider Man. Oh, okay. I like I like how that started. Like you like know, the dad figure. Yeah. So like you know, <laughs> the very first um, 
um, or oh, as a Spider-Man um, Homecoming, uh, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know, he um, it, it it starts you know basically from the end of Civil War. Yeah, they they're coming back from Germany, and um, and you know he leans in. He leans over to Peter and he's trying to open the door and Peter's like going in for a hug. He's like, no, nope, no, nope, not a hug. Just, just uh, open the door. We're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you know, you see him when he comes back in and uh, end game. And like the first thing that he wants to do, Peter just, you know, sitting there rambling. And the very first thing he wants to do is just run up and hug him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's, I, I love seeing that progression, you know, go through. He's like, you know, he's the father figure. He's trying to be hard on him, but he just, there's there's something he can't help but to love it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's even like when he when he first comes back at the, at the beginning of Endgame when he finally gets saved by Captain Marvel, and then he goes up to Captain America. He's like, "I lost the kid." Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. And so that that was good. No, I liked I like both of those, and also at that point too at the end, Endgame, you know, you know, he does the sacrifice. He knows what he's got to do, and then just that obviously that speech at the end when he's a hologram is just a. Fucking heart melter. And, and another The, the one, moment his daughter says, I want a cheeseburger, I almost cried. Because that was a callback to Iron Man. Yeah. When he got out of the cave, yeah. he's like, I, there's one thing I want. And Gwyneth Paltrow's like, like, oh, God. Five of them. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, American it's a hamburger. <laughs> I want an American like, cheeseburger. Yeah, I want an American cheeseburger. And I want a press conference. Yep. Cheeseburger first. <laughs> <laughs> I like he comes out with like a bag of them and uh, open eye is like, hey, is one of those for me? He's like, no, I don't have any more. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, finish that one, grabs yeah, the other one. He like throws, yeah, he throws the wrapper back in the in the limo and he, <laughs> he grabs Subtle it product placement from Burger King. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there's also, and I didn't even know about this for the longest time, there's a deleted scene um, from when, for Endgame. So when he, uh, when Tony like actually dies, um, everyone drops on a knee. Like you see all of them, they, they, they pan back and they all like get down on a knee. And so, and then there was some award ceremony that they were all at, um, getting an award for Endgame and all the cast that were there, like when they let Tony or rather, Robert Downey Jr. go up and, and grab the award and then they, they knelt on stage. Oh, that's, that's cool. nice. I was like, <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> it's almost like the end, end scene of a Dead Poets Society for me, where they all stand right. up on the yeah. desk, all capped to my cap. They're like, God damn. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Real quick, talking about Endgame when they're doing the funeral service for Tony Stark, they start painting around all the people that have been in the MCU. There's this one looks like in his early to mid twenties, just like kid. And everyone was like, who the hell, who is he and why is he in this shot? I found out like three days after seeing the movie, that was the kid from Iron Man 3 that he broke into the garage and then he mm-hmm. paid to, I was oh, like, yeah. holy crap. That gave that all the min- stuff to it. Yeah. 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 So the, the mid early twenties guy in the funeral scene is the kid <laughs> from um, Iron Man 3. Right. I thought that was a great callback when I yeah. learned it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I'd say, I don't know, for me... I'd have to be honest with you. I, I say the, the very first Iron Man. Okay. And the reason for that is I do like seeing the progression of them throughout the years. I thought it was great. But I guess the main thing is you start this cinematic universe, which when Iron Man came out was not it was nothing created it, yeah, yet. It yeah. wasn't a universe yet. But they said, we have an idea to maybe do it. This is going to be our test run. Yeah, and that was basically I, their pilot to restart it. Yeah, and, and let's see if this works. So he had a lot on his shoulders 
to basically say, is this character, and I know we talked about this before when we did the MCU episode a year ago. Um, actually, I think almost a year ago to the day. But when we did that, uh, you know, Iron Man wasn't the most popular character in Marvel Comics at that time. It was more for older school people, not for even people my age, even though I knew who he was and stuff. But they said, we're going to test this out. So you have, number one, not the most popular Marvel character. Not the most popular of all the Avengers at that point, too, because even in the comics... I think in the comics, he's the one who brings the Avengers together, though. It's it's him and a few other people. Right. So it's like uh, like him, Hulk, Thor, and like I think... Yeah, but he's Hulk the one who rallies them all together, I think, in the comics, right? No, I think they all join together themselves. Hank, okay. Hank Pym was a big part of it, too. Uh, and the original Ant-Man. Yeah, the original Ant-Man. Um, and the Wasp. So I think that was... I think it was like Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, uh, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, I think. Okay. But anyway, so regardless, is you know you take this character again, you take an actor who's been panned for his personal stuff that has yeah. had ups and downs, and you put it all together, and you're like, let's see if we can make a thing out of this. And he pulled it off so brilliantly and so well that that's why I like it so much. It's like all right, you, it started you, the MCU. It's not just that it started, but I mean everything was resting on it. Like if it yeah. wasn't good, like I'll put it this way: even though I I really like Edward Norton mm-hmm. and I really like the Hulk. If you really would have started the MCU with the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have really grown because that is actually one of the least liked. That movies. is my one of my favorite. MCU I'm not movies. saying it's. Not, I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying from a broad perspective, it's um, one of the least liked MCU movies, which is unfortunate. In fact, some people don't even really consider it to be part of the MCU. I don't. You don't ever go full Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. The Incredible Hulk, which, like I just said, I do love. Um, it's like Shang Chi. If it wasn't for one scene, I wouldn't even have known that was an MCU movie. Yeah. Um, I thought it was by itself. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. But until the end, when you see RDJ walk into the bar and start talking to the general, it's like, oh wow, he's Iron Man. Oh, is this connected? Yep. <laughs> and that that was the whole point. Is like they said, well, let's if they're gonna do this movie after the big success of Iron Man, uh, you know, they said, you know. Put that in, and it was really good because they had started even in Iron Man. They started with Nick Fury at the very end. Yeah, that um, that started the whole "you don't leave the theater" yep. uh, with yep. a Marvel movie. Exactly. <laughs> but they did that one like right after. I don't think that was even like a full mid credit scene. I was like right up to the end of the yeah. first yeah. one because they didn't have the the they the, had, they then had, developed to where it, people would actually sit to it, the end exactly. of it or, or to the credits. You know. Yeah. And, and nowadays uh, you <laughs> wait until like the. Everything, oh, yeah, everything ends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a mid credit scene. What about after the credits? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're sitting here. What about yeah. the after after credits? Right. Yep. What, what about what about the after credits pre prequel or you know? yep. <laughs> even their television shows have like a mid and after credit scene. Yep. yep. Um, they're the ones that movie started it, and which is awesome. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So I mean, you know, to really launch such a huge thing that it did, because honestly, I think they even said the uh, uh, what's the name. Uh, Fight, uh, Kevin, Kevin Feige? Yeah, Kevin Feige has even said, if the first couple movies were not a big success, he's like, they probably weren't going to continue. He's like, we might have gone a different route, mm. or done it a different way, kind of like what DCU's struggling with, like, let's just keep redoing shit yeah. and figure it out. Um, but luckily the formula worked, and but, yeah. but that's that's why I think it's one of my favorites, because hand alone, I mean, he was the main character, and it's not like all these other movies were... Now you get all other characters involved in it, but yeah. he had to hold it, he had to start it, it had to be good enough, and he had to be good enough in it to make people want to see more. And I think he did that. Yeah, he pulled that off, 100%. <clears throat> um, 
15 years later. Yeah, right? <laughs> or 14 years later, sorry. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Carry the two... Sure. Well, because it came out in 2008, so we're Seven, in actually. Iron Man came out in... Oh, 2008, you're right. I don't know why I argue with Tony on movies. <laughs> Look, just because you sit in the fancy chair. So <laughs> <laughs> we're in my apartment and it's my chair. This is my work chair. Well, 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 Mr. Fancy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. Hey, I didn't pay a lot of money for this chair. That's why it's wildly uncomfortable after an hour. <laughs> just because you're sitting in the fancy chair don't make it fancy. <laughs> i tell you one I like is, um, is called Due Date. The yeah. one with uh, Zach Galifianakis, yeah. yeah, with the masturbating dog. Yeah, God, that's so stop funny. it, <laughs> stop it, Sam. <laughs> He's just sitting there rubbing it. Uh, it's it's cool because you kind of have he kind of starts out playing like the Tony Stark character, mm-hmm. like you know the business guy, the the you know everything by the book, and then as as the whole world starts crashing around him, he's like, you know what? The hell with it. Let's just you know let's let's ride with this. And then he gets high and he starts talking to Zach Galifianakis and you know being all happy with him. He's like, you know what, I I, I want you to be there when my baby's born. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but it starts out at the beginning of the movie, and he's talking to his you know his wife and he's saying you know how he's how he's imagining like he says something about I, I think it's like a, a bear is there when the baby is born and the bear bites the umbilical cord and he's not he's uh, he's not upset about it and so then when they get there he ends up you know passing out because he's losing blood or something and Zach Galifianakis ends up having to cut the cord because uh, Robert Downey Jr. has fainted <laughs> <laughs> and so he wakes up and he finds yeah I had to cut the cord and he's like holding the baby <laughs> that was I like that movie I, <clears throat> but if you would have told me Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. would be good together. I never yeah, would have believed never. you in a million years, never. even though I like both of them. But they're such completely different people. Exactly. That is. I not think that's a, what makes the movie work. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you, you think RDJ. All right, well, he's you know very serious method actor, and you have Zach Galifianakis, who is. Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to describe him. Yeah. <laughs> Between he's two ferns. Yeah. <laughs> He was in a movie called Danger Zone, and I want to watch it just to see if they play the song. And if they don't, it'll be like Hurricane Heist, where they don't play the song Rocky Like a Hurricane. Mm -hmm. I will be wildly upset. What year was it at? 1996. I was going to say, if it was closer to the 80s, they probably still had the Top Gun stuff. They probably still had Kenny Loggins in there. So I'm looking, and uh, one thing I've mentioned is the a director that I like is uh, Richard Linklater. I know we've talked about him before, uh, but he did that movie Scanner Darkly, which is a weird it's, fucking. It movie. It is very weird, but Robert Downey had a, had a piece in that one too. Did he? Yep. You only remember Keanu Reeves in that movie? No, they, there was a lot of people in that movie. Yeah. Once again, it was super weird. You don't remember that movie? No, oh, Charlie like Bartlett. A, I forgot about that one. You kind of have to give us a rundown on that one. All right, so it's, I mean, it was more just like a comedy. It's about this this uh, rich kid who was the, I can't, I'm, I'm, and I hate that I don't remember his name, but in the newer Star Treks that came out, the one that played uh, Chekhov, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the one who died. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I feel bad that I don't remember. Because he was actually, he's a really good actor. Um, was. <clears throat> he was a really good actor. But I remember he's, like, dating this girl that happens to be Robert Downey Jr.'s daughter. And Robert Downey Jr., if I believe, if he's, like, the headmaster or the principal of the school. And he just gets, basically, doesn't like him dating his daughter. So he gets, like, almost, like, threatening to him, you know, threatening with him. But... I don't. I can't really say too much about it, or else I'm gonna give it all away. His name is Anton Yelchin. Yeah, I had to look him up. He was but, actually um, a voice actor on one of my favorite Netflix shows, <laughs> but in the the last season when he passed away, they had to change the voice actor to the guy who did Speed Racer in mm-hmm. Speed Racer, and they actually threw in a line where like he gets like injured, and he's like, "Oh, I guess my voice changed a little bit after that fight." I, I didn't even notice the voice change but if they didn't point it out I wouldn't have recognized right. it and until like he died I didn't even know he was in that show <laughs> cause it was like a, I don't know if he put on the accent for the Star Trek movies oh, he or did. if he had that accent but it was a flawless like American accent I would not have guessed it was Chekhov from Star Trek <laughs> well if you remember he did that uh, <clears throat> another one he did was that Fur an imaginary portrait of Diane Arbus. I don't remember that one. Who the fuck is Diane Arbus? She's Diane Arbus, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't believe you... people listen to this. It's all just like what, what, <laughs> and then just explaining the plot to movies that no one's ever heard of because Tony has watched everything. Well, there was a, um, and I don't, I, I, I don't know if it was either him or um, or Jamie Foxx that got a, a bunch of nominee nominations for it, but the soloist. Yeah. That was a that really movie. good one. So he he's a reporter, right? And he's trying to do a story. Um, and there's a homeless guy who basically went to he had dropped out, but he went to Juilliard, and okay. he was and he played the um, what's the what's the big one the cello? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that was what he played there, and he's he basically was trying to get him. He felt real bad for him and, and, and kind of made it more of his mission to, like, get him back on his feet. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't understand, like, why someone who was, you know, who went to Juilliard basically, like, had a had this had this path in life that could have been, you know, so much, so many amazing things that happened and then just completely shut himself off from it and ended all of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that was him trying to get back and, and you know, you know, everyone else gave up on him. So he was like, why do I? And, you know, Jamie Foxx was absolutely crazy. He ends up getting him a house. He, he, uh, or like not a house, but like an apartment that's kind of like a halfway house, like for people that are doing the transition from homeless or either drugs or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he tears, tears up the house. He, uh, completely decimates a, a nice cello. Um, he, he don't decimate a nice cello. He, he's kind of like, maybe like Asperger's, but you know, it, it was a lot more higher functioning, but that's kind of also, you know, why, what made him so good and like learn the, the yeah. music so quick. Like he could, he would just sit there and play in the street, like on his hands, like with nothing. Like a savant. Yeah, exactly. He's a savant. He's a savant, yeah. man. You, you were talking about going to Juilliard and, um, not really living up to his full potential. And the only thing I can think of is Alan Tudyk. 
because he went to Juilliard for acting, and there's he was he was the chicken in Moana. So there's a video clip of him recording the and then it just cuts. He's like, I went to Juilliard, and then just walks away. <laughs> and Alan Tudyk is a great actor. I love basically everything he's been in. Yeah. But that was hilarious. Yeah, it could be worse. Could be a fry cook at Applebee's. <laughs> Touche. I went to Juilliard. <laughs> Juilliard, damn it. Yeah, when are we getting that blooming onion, man? We yeah, got yeah. it. <laughs> you know, why being... don't you act like a cook and get me some fucking food here? <laughs> but I also like to think because he's Alan Tudyk and he played a chicken, he still got millions of dollars just for going for. 30 minutes in a, in a sound studio somewhere. I think a lot of those voice actors do get paid pretty heftily. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're well-known, like uh, Troy Baker, um, Nolan North, um, David Hayter. They they make money. <laughs> oh, yeah. And mainly because you're not really acting. You could do multiple projects at the same time. Oh, yeah. yeah. All you have to do is talk. Yeah. Talk like us. Like, I'm in the studio yeah. for three days straight on five different movies. <laughs> have, uh, have, have either of you guys seen Zodiac? Yeah. No. No? Tony, you take this one. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> Alright, I think we've established I don't like horror movies, so... It's not, it's not really a horror I movie. I stayed away from the serial it's killer movie. A, it's more of a suspense thriller, because they're just trying to find the Zodiac. I know, I know I'm hungover, but man, you want me to drink. <laughs> <laughs> you make me really want to drink. Yeah, well, I'm also hungover, and there's a reason why there isn't any alcohol in this. <laughs> so, so yeah, they're, they're basically trying to catch the Summer of Sam killer. Wait, you said Zodiac. Some are saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Zodiac Killer. I'm sorry. Mm. And so, um, it's more. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. Jake Jake Gyllenhaal uh, is kind of the lead, and so it's him following up on stories and sending, um, like messages or like you know feeding what he's doing to. He's not even a reporter yet. Mm. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is a reporter that's on like this. Uh, this newscast and he's kind of he's still pl- again typecast he's playing the he's the hot shot you know there like taking all these risks and stuff but he has a really really bad drinking problem mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he keeps showing up to work drunk and like his stories start sucking but his leads that he was thinking on the on the case were actually really good and I think I think early on in the in the the series or in the show like there's a the zodiac sends like a series of letters around to the to newspapers and one of them's addressed to him yeah <laughs> yep mark ruffalo's in it too yeah he's the cop mm-hmm. so you have a iron bef- man and a year before iron man yep <laughs> he's like you know we should work together again sometimes he's like well edward norton is being an asshole so yeah. we gotta, we gotta, we want to be a hulk he wants to yeah and i'm pretty sure he's kicking himself in the nutsack oh, for God. not agreeing to be an avengers <laughs> Um, but the only thing I do know about the Zodiac Killer is that recently, like within the past couple of years, they finally figured out the cipher to um, the puzzle they, they put in the newspaper. They finally solved it. Um, I I can't remember what the answer... Like to be fair, I verified this before I opened my mouth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's I haven't seen the movie, obviously, and everyone knows that the Zodiac Killer was a thing, and he um, mailed the reporters the puzzle to come and find him, but they only just solved it uh, a couple of years ago. It's the only thing I know about that. Yeah, and the, in the movie, you know, they, they tell you about the guy who, you know, they believe it was. Yeah. And he's already dead. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. I forgot Donald Logue was in that. 
Yeah, that's right. You know who Donald Logue is. I know you know because you've seen Gotham. He was Harvey, Harvey the partner, the cop partner. Oh, okay. Well, yes, I do know him. Yeah. <laughs> you, I was like, if you I, know. I, I know one movie or one thing I could tell you where you'd know that guy. <laughs> Harvey I'm Hulk. pretty sure that's the only thing. <laughs> um... I always get the movie Zodiac confused with the Jim Carrey uh, movie Numbers. How oh. the hell do you confuse the two of those? Yeah. I don't know how my I brain am, works. I it am just... on edge. <laughs> I walk, talk, and breathe, and then the brain just takes over everything else. I don't ask questions on why or how it does what it does. Why am I thinking this way? Yeah. Shut up. The thinky, thinky part of my body just does whatever the hell it wants. The thinky, thinky part. <laughs> Sorry, I need a minute. Um, well, you don't have to say sorry for laughing. It's the whole point of a joke. I wanted you to laugh. Yeah, it's just like there's silence there for a moment. Such. <laughs> and now the only thing we can do is laugh. Yes, we, all we're doing is laughing now. But we do so have, for the next 15 minutes, that's all we're going to do. Nah, got plenty of stuff we can do, man. So what would you say, because I, I know we've done this before a couple times, or at least I brought it up before. Is there, what kind of character would you like to see? Robert Downey Jr. play like is there a specific character or style or something because I've done that on a couple of other yeah. actors um I honestly I would, would say horror but apparently he's been in one of those movies eh. it was a suspense thriller I wouldn't yeah. really call it horror well, it's then, not I want to see him in um I Know What You Did Last Summer okay <laughs> or Scream okay <laughs> Sound like you're just saying it out of spite. You know what? That's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. I want to yeah. see him, and I know. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> but tell me, I'm wrong. You don't want to see him in a killer slasher movie? Gonna, I do. I would, not I would, that one, though. I would much rather him kind of Mr. Brooks styling. Yeah. Like be his character, Tony Stark, almost like the successful, um, uh, you, you know, businessman. Like that had to start. That started out like you know as the. Uh, drunk or you know had some kind of addiction and all of a sudden he turns it around and the movie starts maybe with you know talking about his success and how he's turned his life around and then in the darkness like like what he does after hours that's what he does he just goes out and kills people that's how he's fixed his addiction so <laughs> i'm <clears throat> the first thing i'm thinking of is american psycho and i could see rdj playing the patrick Bateman character Feeding the cat to yeah. the ATM. <laughs> Feed me a straight cat. Still the yeah. weirdest part of that movie. And, you know, we're not going to get into my predilections with the movie American Psycho. Yes. <laughs> I will rant. You know what? That's making He doesn't no... want to talk about it, Gavin. All right? yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to talk about it. That's, good. that's going on the roasting episode. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right. <laughs> Spoilers for an upcoming episode. <laughs> so you want to see him in American Psycho type? I could see him being an American right. Psycho. And you want to see him more in Mr. Brooks style? Yeah. Okay, uh, real quick, before we get on to yours. No, no, please. What is Mr. Brooks? Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) We're dissolving the partnership. (laughs) It's a a serial killer movie. Okay. Um, Actually, has it's one of I'll let you explain because I want to think about my answer real quick. It's one of the serious movies that Dane Cook was actually in. I'm sorry. That's the Did weird you thing just about say serious it. movie yes. and Dane Cook. Yes, and Dane who, Cook plays a serious character, and he plays a serious character. Dane Cook, who just married an 18 year old yes. Dane Cook. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And she reads at a 12th grade level. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe that news article. <laughs> so it's um oh man oh dang what's his name? Why can't I think of his name now? 
Kevin Costner. T- Kevin Costner. I was going to say, Tank Cup, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kevin Costner is this businessman. And he plays... Debbie Moore's in this movie? Yep. Yep. That's his wife, right? No, that's the, she's the cop trying to oh, track that's, him that's down. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Sorry. So he's, he's like a serial killer, like a known serial killer. And he has this thing that he calls the darkness. And um, who's the uh, actor that does the... Plays the alter plays ego. Plays the, the voice. Uh, the voice, that is... He's the general in the MCU. Yeah. Um, oh, what the hell is his name? William Hunt? Yeah. No. Hurt. 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 Yeah. William Hurt. <clears throat> so, like, he's the... He, he basically talks to him and, you know, like, discusses what's going on. Like, he, like, pulls... Kind of almost fight clubs. Mm. Uh, but, you know, the other guy doesn't ever do anything. He's just there for commentary. And so anyway, he's a he, he's a very very good meticulous serial killer. So he ends up going and, and killing this couple. And the problem was they um, they used to have they would like to have sex with their blinds open. And so Dane Cook was in a was in a flat you know uh, across the way from him. And he would always he knew what you know time they did their business. So he would always take pictures. Well, he ended up capturing the picture of him killing them and he blackmails him so that he could teach him how to do it oh yeah he wants to learn how to I'm getting a mix of um, Rear Window and um, Dexter yeah that's <laughs> yeah. the show I was trying yeah. to think of yeah it's 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 a very good movie I'll have to check it out I just looked at where I can watch it and the only place is Amazon for six dollars what Mr. Burks yeah okay it, just buy it don't rent it for six bucks yeah it's probably seven to buy. <laughs> Who the hell buys movies anymore? Check the server, too. I don't know if that's on there or not. Check it right now. I do yeah. have it on my phone. And the funny thing you said about that <clears throat> is that Mr. Brooks, he calls it the darkness, and yeah. Dexter calls, calls it, it the, the dark, dark passenger. passenger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you said the darkness, that was the first thing I thought of. <clears throat> really? Not Dave Chappelle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> darkness! <laughs> Fuck your couch! <laughs> so I'd say... If I had one, now, <clears throat> like, I know I asked questions, so I kind of get, kind of two answers. If we're talking about what just role we'd put him in, or what style of movie, I wouldn't mind seeing him as the Kevin Spacey character in Usual Suspects, end up being actual Kaiser Sose. Okay. Okay. Because <clears throat> I could picture him doing yeah. the reveal, like, looking around, but in his own fashion, but... I have if I uh, just a that movie. I I know I just recently saw this movie yeah. when Patrick did his homework. Yeah, I am Kaiser Sose. Yeah, but I honestly can't picture anyone else besides Kevin Spacey doing that movie. It is. Oh so yeah, hard. no, I mean it is, mm. but I could picture him doing that style of character. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're I'm saying. I'm not saying replace him. I'm yeah. saying maybe maybe a better outlet for that would be One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> I, re- I think he could do a really good crazy person. Oh yeah. Well, actually, that brings. So that was what I was going to say. Is in a little bit different style of it because that was like crazy, crazy. Yeah. If you never go full retard. Yeah, never go full retard. <laughs> if I had to pick, like, just a movie that doesn't exist, I could picture him being in a movie where it's just like he's in a psych ward, he's a patient, and the whole thing is just trying to figure like. I'm not going to really say he's schizophrenic, but he just, he has his own world that he lives in in his head. Yeah. And okay. I could picture him just, the whole movie just being him with sessions of the doctor, like in a straitjacket, explaining why ever he did whatever he did. And he's, and every time he's explaining something, it's an imaginary world that you end up actually seeing. 
So instead of to... being in a psych ward, I can see like the opening being like a car accident and something, and the rest of the movie is the rest of his neurons just firing one last time, <laughs> and, and then the end, it's just you see him bloody dead yeah. in the car. See, now Sorry, we're someone from Hollywood, call me. I've got yeah, two great yeah. ideas. <laughs> I've got the Mickey Mouse idea in five years when it's um, public domain. I've got this new uh, <laughs> RDJ could, movie. We could call it Before Your Eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because everyone says, whoa, life flashes before your eyes, we die. Problem is, we're not copywriting any of this, so our listeners can just write this script and make a million dollars. and not We are copywriting it. Every When we post it, it has a date. <laughs> That's not legal. <laughs> Technically. I, I say this like I'm an actual lawyer. Yeah. I, I'm an analyst. I have no idea what the law says on copyright. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what it means, Numbers. <laughs> then here's the other Put it into an Excel and I'll, I'll read it for you. That's about it. <laughs> well, fun fact for you. Even if you wrote a script and had it copyrighted and sent it to the Writers Guild and someone makes a movie identical to yours, even with a similar, not the same exact title, but a similar mm. title, but almost identical to yours. They changed 10% of it, I think. You can't, it's so difficult to try to fight that. Isn't the poor man's copyright mailing it to yourself? So you That's not it? legal anymore. That doesn't work anymore. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Huh. That, is, that has been out of date. That, and you, they used to do that. Yeah. But that went away. It became like, it became so flimsy that mm. it's like, well, you know, is this really copywriting it? It's like there's not an actual copyright on it, you know? But it's it, a sealed and dated package. It's only because it went through a federal oh, okay. system. Before, you know, because that's what, the, you know, USPS is federal. Yeah. So that's why it was protected under federal law, but I think they loosened that law because I think a couple of people tried to sue over that, and it was like, that doesn't really hold water anymore. Gotcha. Okay. If someone if someone had a, like, if you were trying to fight a high-power company and did that, you'd probably lose. Or me, or anybody. I'm not saying yeah. you, you yourself, but in general. Oh, yeah, I'm putting out loads of work to Hollywood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just mailing myself packages all the damn but, time. But, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, though. Even if you have it <clears throat> proofed and copywritten and sent out to the Raiders Guild, it's so hard to, to fight that because they're like, you're not the only... I mean, I'm sure there's one other, at least one other person who has a similar brain to myself. I, I'm sorry for them. scary I'm sorry thought. for them, but... <laughs> yeah. But, I, know, I'm now fearful for the world. Yeah. Well, it's like, I told you about that, that movie that me and my buddy Dave wrote years and years ago, that trying to get fun and never could, and then that movie, uh, I think it was like Crazy Stupid Love or something, the one with Steve Carell, mm-hmm. Yep. and what's his name? Brian Gosling. Brian Gosling. Almost identical uh, script to ours. I mean, a lot of the pieces, I'd say it was about 70 to 80% the same as ours. The problem is you didn't mail yourself the script. Well, mine was copyrighted <laughs> and sent to the Writers Guild. Oh, okay. And was registered with the Writers Guild. And that's why the movie was made. Yeah. <laughs> now, there were some differences, but like it didn't get involved, like our guy didn't get involved with my main character's daughter or anything like that, but it was like the whole guy teaching the guy confidence and going out, and then he's going out and meeting all these random different people and stuff. But yeah, very similar concept. Like when I first saw that trailer in the theater, I'm like, Called up Dave immediately. I'm like, motherfuckers, dude. <laughs> so I just looked it up so I can get this thing right. Dan Fogelman stole your movie. He's yep. the quote-unquote writer of the movie. Yep. So me He's and... a goddamn thief. That's yep. what he is. Yep, yep. You hear me, Dan Fogelman? Fight me. I dare you. Yeah, yeah. fight me. <laughs> Actually, fight Tony. It's his yeah. movie. I, I, wish, I wish you would. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it's so difficult to do anymore. But that would be, like I said, I would like to see that. I'd really like to see him in a very serious psychological drama. Hmm. Not thriller, but more just drama. Like so something like 
glass or split or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I would love to just see him in a psych ward, just in a in a patient's office or a doctor's office, and everything you see is the rest of the movie is all the shit that's going on in his mind. I like my last the remnants of his neurons firing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my thought on it. But we have a few minutes left, so any final thoughts on Mr. Robert Downey Jr.? Uh, I'm actually just excited to see what he's going to do next because his MCU contract is around, so he is free to do whatever he wants. It's like uh, Daniel Radcliffe, the moment his Harry Potter stuff, he did uh, Guns Akimbo, Akimbo, which is a funny movie. Uh, he did a movie where um, he was, like, <clears throat> not the main star, not even a co-star. He was just in a scene where he was walking dogs. And, like, I remember when a set photo of that came out, everyone's like, oh, look how far Harry Potter has fallen. He's like, I was on set doing a scene. <laughs> <laughs> He was he was also in um, the second uh, oh man what's the magic movie um, now you see me no oh, yeah oh, okay he was the well kind of the big bad yeah. he was the big bad stepson whatever I think I remember reading an interview and he's like I'll do whatever the hell I want because the last movie he made like eighty million dollars yeah. and like the moment he turned eighteen he got like one hundred and seventy million dollars yeah. he's like I have a house in New York and London I'll work when I want but now I'm just I do things that. I find interesting. Yep. Yeah, so one of those was like is like a TV show that he was doing, and he was like um, he was cross dressing, and it was some kind of like Western themed, like where he was doing he was supposed to be a pastor or something, mm-hmm. and he uh, yeah he's dancing on stage in drag, and again uh, there was oh how Harry Potter uh, times are tough even Harry Potter is out here trying to turn tricks, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was like an inflation joke, and they used that picture of him and just in drag on stage. <laughs> But I think uh, for Mr. Downey, I think he's probably like, you know what? I'm just going to take a break for a little bit. Yeah. yeah I mean, a... he, he can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was the highest paid actor in the MCU um, when his contract was up. Yeah. I think right behind him by like $3 million was Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think he can afford to take yeah. a year or two off or a couple oh, of years yeah. off. I think Chris Evans is doing the exact same thing. Like the moment his MCU contract was up, he did Knives Out. And then he just did The Gray Man on Netflix. Yeah. Yep. And he was the heel in that movie. And he was just a He was the bastard. heel in Knives Out. Yeah. He was the... Spoilers, he was the bad guy in Knives Out. <laughs> and Netflix bought the rights to that movie. They're like, oh, we're going to make a sequel. Five years ago. We haven't heard a <clears throat> word since yeah. they did that. Fucking Netflix. Just pissing me off. Piggly son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, then. Well, on that note, then... Um, <laughs> Thank you all for joining us for the coming. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, thanks guys so much for joining us talking Robert Downey Jr. Um, until next week for Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I am Patrick. Go watch a movie on Netflix called RRR. That's it. Wall. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul LaRocque.